0: You're listening to the EFC Podcast. Willard Metzger is the new Executive Director of Citizens for Public Justice, a national organization that promotes public justice in Canada by shaping key policy debates through research and analysis, publishing, and public dialogue. Willard joined CPJ most recently from his position as Executive Director of the Mennonite Church Canada. I'm Karen Stiller, and I spoke to Willard about the church's prophetic role in Canada today and how Canadian Christians can be more involved in some of our country's most pressing issues. We hope you enjoy this interview. Willard, I know a big part of Citizens for Public Justice is this idea of inspired by faith to act for justice. And I'm wondering, with your sort of bird's eye view of the Canadian church, and you've been working in different levels in the Canadian church for years, is there a higher level of awareness and activism and even concern in the Canadian church today, do you think? What is our big picture looking like?
1: Uh, Yes, I do think so. I've certainly been seeing an increased awareness and I think activity, particularly around the climate justice file. That's been encouraging. When I was first engaged in the file back in even a decade ago, it, it really felt like there was a lot of lonely voices and i felt i remember feeling at that point if we could ever get some of this consolidated together there'd be a much more greater impact and i think that's what we're starting to experience now so that's been exciting of course churches uh, have always been concerned about poverty and uh, eradicating poverty so that's been exciting to see uh, a number of coalition of local congregations getting together uh, also, the way that they've been working together for uh, refugee support has been has been quite encouraging to see.
0: With the Syrian refugee crisis really, in particular, seemed to touch something. And I think also, particularly in the evangelical church in Canada, we seem to see a real passion for helping refugees. Why do you think that was? What triggered people in that?
1: I think the evangelical world is starting to understand that positive response to need, action, and advocacy as well, is a natural Christ-following response. That's just what followers of Jesus do in the example of, of Christ. And I think the more and more that that awareness becomes almost like a knee-jerk reaction, then I think you have an, have an increase of just people getting engaged. They see a need, and the impulse reaction is we need to get involved, and that's exciting to see.
0: So Citizens for Public Justice, am I understanding that you focus primarily on three areas, and that is poverty in Canada, ecological justice, or you mentioned you called it climate justice, I think, and refugee rights. Are those your three main areas?
1: Yes, that's right.
0: And how did Citizens for Public Justice come to settle on those three subjects? I mean, they're big ones, but there's lots of other things that a Canadian Christian organization could be working on. Why are those three so important?
1: yeah i th- our our main emphasis are discerned by our by a community together our membership our our board of of directors and and these three in particular seem to be so related and foundational to to some of the acute need that we're experiencing right now certainly caring for creation is such a central concern without a planet that's sustainable then you really you can't be Productive and caring for the poor or caring for for refugees, so so foundational is making sure that our our planet is is healthy enough to be able to keep doing the good things that 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 we want to be able to do together.
0: Is there um, that is a topic that sometimes I wonder if the evangelical church and I'm making a big generalization here, but maybe has been slower to respond to. What's your impression of that?
1: I think that would be accurate. I, I think there is a bit of um, hesitancy or maybe nervousness in the evangelical sector, a bit of fear that maybe it's it's moving too close to creation worship or something of that nature. But I think people are beginning to understand that a very natural response of worship to God as creator is to be concerned about that which God has created. <laughs> Yes. you know I I often think of it it, it would be like if um, if your child has made a nice a nice artwork piece in school and brings it home to you as a parent you 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 want to display your love to that child by by caring for for this creation you'll put it up on the fridge or something like that if you were to take that creation and, and ignore it just, well, oh, how would that make your child feel? Or even worse, crumple it up and stomp it underneath your feet. What would that feel like? You know, similarly, I think God is our creator. We as though that want, those that want to worship our creator, to ignore creation or to abuse it, well, that just seems inconsistent with their impulse to want to worship.
0: And Willard, when I think of these issues and those three in particular, I think I read a stat recently that there's 5.8 million people in Canada who live in poverty, uh, and we know the the dire state of our environment, um, and you know the size of the refugee crisis. Like these these issues can feel overwhelming, and change can feel Like, it takes so long to happen. How does an organization like Citizens for Public Justice or even just an individual caring Christian or a church stay committed to this long haul? Like, what is the motivation? What is the incentive? How do you keep your spirits up?
1: Mm, Excellent question, yeah. And it it reminds me of back in 2015, I was on a justice tour with... um, with Canadians for Public Justice and the Canadian Council of Churches. And um, and I remember one of the MPs there appealing to us as church leaders, then I was with Mennonite Church Canada, appealing to us as church leaders saying, you are accustomed to being that voice in the wilderness. And so those of us that are working on these issues maybe don't have that same depth of faith perspective. We need you to to keep that hope for us and and I think that is something that as faith communities we we know that God is able to do more than we can imagine. <laughs> and so we can keep working at things that seem can seem hopeless knowing that that with God there's always intervention possible. There is always greater work possible. But I think you you touch on something very important Karen and that is I think in these files, apathy is probably the greatest enemy, and that really begins by this feeling of just being overwhelmed. And, and so we've always been trying to say at Citizens for Public Justice, just start with one issue. Instead of looking at it all, start to zero in on one and educate yourself in that issue, do some research, and then start to do something whether it's you tweet or you write a letter or even just conversation at the family dinner table, start to get engaged because it's easier to to sort of encourage or enhance something that's already moving. Um, Much more difficult to get something that's at a standstill, stop, and to get it started. So that's sort of the key approach that we try and encourage people in.
0: And I guess grouping together is always a good thing and good for optimism. So organizations like Citizens for Public Justice, you're providing kind of a gathering place for like-minded people as well as churches and denominations, right? Do people actually join or do they just engage with your resources?
1: We are really looking to to get as many members as possible for CPJ. And in that membership collection, it's... Uh, that's what sort of continues to enhance our influence in on the Hill, but also um, we want to be that to be very engaging of ordinary citizens across Canada.
0: So, as an ordinary citizen who may be a beginner advocate, what tips do you have? And you touched a bit on it earlier, but to get involved, I guess you know, learning about the issue maybe is first, and then and then what? How do we jump in?
1: Yeah, I think, I think once you, you select the issue that resonates with you most, do the research so that you can really engage people, then I think that's, that's all it takes. It's start to have conversations. Maybe it's a group of friends that you just pull together and you just, you start to talk and you start, and then, then as you're working together with others, you can start to imagine what are some action steps that you can take. Certainly uh, being in conversation. With your elected um, member of parliament, uh, that would be an, a very good thing. Uh, um, but, but even uh, in addition to that, it's just engaging others into the conversation because that's really what it takes to to create a movement. You you want to get as many people as possible just to start to get engaged, start to think about about these issues.
0: I was reading some material uh, recently about um, when. Christians and say just churches who may not be um, perceived totally positively in our culture, um, when they begin to reach out more and more actively with love and concern, that in fact you know the reputation of the church uh, can be restored a little bit. Not not that that's our motivation, not that that's why we do it, but that we're showing people uh, you know with our love, in fact, that there's more to us than what they may think. Has that been your experience, Willard, over the years?
1: Oh, absolutely, yes. I would say my experience has been that the Canadian public has two clear expectations for the church or for for faith movement. The one is that the church gets along. Even non-religious people know intuitively that if it feels like the church or the congregations are competing against each other, that that just doesn't feel right. And then the second is that even non-religious people know intuitively that if the church is the representation of this divine being, then the church should be leaders in addressing issues of poverty and social injustice. And so I think the more that the church gets along, works together to be on the front edge of addressing these real life issues of poverty and social justice, it increases the integrity of the church. And I I just think Canadian public is sort of calling our bluff on that and saying, if you know, once once you do uh, some of these basic things that we would expect, a faith movement is legitimate, then we're ready to start to listen to maybe what else you have to say.
0: That's very encouraging. Um, Willard, you have been, you've worked with World Vision Canada for years. You were executive director of the Mennonite Church Canada, and now you're executive director at Citizens for Public Justice. I'm wondering if you could speak back from that bird's eye view again about Christian nonprofits in Canada. Uh, you've been with several, I guess a denomination isn't really a nonprofit, but it is in a way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is your feeling about how? charities and organizations like that are doing now in Canada is it a super challenging time to motivate donors or what's your sort of health check
1: yeah I think uh, certainly I would say historical loyalties are waning and so I think for a long time charities faith organizations could depend on that historical loyalty but I think that's waning that's starting to to disappear and I think the People are, are looking for engagement that runs alongside their own personal in, involvement of giving or financial support or what have you. And so I think charities need to find a way of, of increasing engagement, involvement of folks in the work that they're participating in. I think um, certainly technology is sort of a brand new <laughs> arena for many people. I think charities in, would do well to understand that as best as possible and to use it wisely. You know, there's there's been a lot of a lot of negative naysayers on technology, that it breaks down community and it's very short-term sort of orientated, sort of a quick response. But I think I think we need to work past that negative um, uh, resistance and and find positive ways to to embrace that and and make it work for for the common good.
0: Well, Lord, as we wrap up, um, first of all, uh, a, a technical kind of question. How do we find Citizens for Public Justice online if people are interested in finding out more?
1: Yeah, just very simple, citizensforpublicjustice.ca. Perfect. We're we're eagerly looking for for how, how we can engage um, ordinary Canadians more and more.
0: And I'd like to end with a sort of a personal question. I mentioned just a couple of the areas of ministry you've been involved in in recent years. And I'm wondering if you could share with us how your work has impacted your faith or how you have experienced God through your ministry in these years that has kept you faithful and motivated.
1: I've always been driven by wanting to see renewal of the church or revival, shall we call it, you know. And I really do think that in our Canadian context, it is this needing to have the church embrace its mandate of being that the leaders and in, in working well together and in addressing real life issues of poverty and social injustice. And I really do feel God's call in that, that that's the call of God on the church in Canada reclaim that leader spot and then i think there we will be seeing renewal uh, of the of the church and that quite excites me
0: <laughs> well thank you so much willard thank you thank you for listening to this podcast to listen to more and to subscribe to faith today canada's christian magazine please visit ca forward slash faith today.